Internet Explorer is a podcast with adult language. We will discuss things like cloacquas, which are the bird or reptile version of genitals. It's an all-purpose sex poop and pee hole. So if you aren't comfortable with explicit cloaca talk. Or if you have one, it means you are probably a bird and you do not have the cognitive ability to appreciate this podcast. But thank you for listening. We're very proud of you, bird. (laughs) That was a bird asking the age of the bird to make sure he's age-appropriate. Hello, and welcome to Internet Explorer. I'm Katie Natopoulos. I'm a senior editor here at BuzzFeed. And I'm Ryan Broderick. I'm a reporter for BuzzFeed. And Internet Explorer is a podcast that we do where we dig through the weird, dark, murky parts of the internet, and we just pull out some gems for you. Some little, little, little gemstones, little, little rocks of nice nuggets. We're in the meme mine. In the meme just mining memes. Pa, I got the meme long. F you. <laughs> uh, but first, we're going to start things off with a little quiz we do where we bring in our producer, Julia Furlon. She is a muggle. She's a non-internet person like we are. I'm a, like a medium muggle. I increasingly, more conversations we have, the more I wish I didn't know, thanks to you guys. It's like a degenerative cognitive disease. It yeah. slowly wears on you. Yeah. So we're going to ask uh, Julia a a term from the internet and see if she knows what it means or if she doesn't, she's going to take a guess at what she thinks it means. Kind of like that game taboo where you make up fake definitions, but also not a board game and it's us and it's about words from the internet. I mean, I don't play board games because I have no friends. Well, yes, that's true because you have a, what's known as a bad personality. Yes, I have what's <laughs> called in the in the uh, medical field a bad personality. Yeah, yeah. Um, are you ready for your word? I am medium ready as always. Your word of the day is Myron. M-I-R-I-N. I feel like Myron is a mustachioed person who represents a brand for a chain restaurant. That's a really good guess. No. I mean, it is no. so very no. wrong. No. Fuck. Oh. It's incredibly wrong. <laughs> but know, it's good. I like it. I, I feel like I betrayed you a little bit on the spelling because it it should be clarified that the one acceptable spelling would have an apostrophe on the end of I-N. So it's, it's a gerund. Kind of, it's like a, it's a verb. Yeah. You myron something? Yeah. Let me use it. It's a, you myron, bruh? Admiring? Yes. It is. In the bodybuilding <laughs> forum community, yeah. they use it as a term for like, I've been doing keto for like six weeks and I noticed this guy admiring me as I was like flexing. They had to invent their own version of the word admiring to describe what it's like when one man admires another man's physique because I think to actually come out and as a straight man say, I admire your physique is too threatening to the bodybuilding community. So they had to invent this new term with that they can complement each other with. Admiring wasn't nearly casual and possibly like in their world, like too gay. Yeah. I just want to be very clear that I don't admire either of you. I don't, <laughs> I am not admiring either of you right wait, now. Wait, wait, wait. But right now, if <laughs> yeah. I'm flexing, on, if, if I'm flex flexing, uh, I'm admiring. Now? <laughs> so there's this website, bodybuilding.com, which is the biggest bodybuilding website and has, you know, a, it sells vitamins and stuff. And then you'll see like a little thing that's like forums. And if you go to the forums, <laughs> that's where like mayhem is going down. It is a it is a madhouse. They have their whole own way of talking to each other that is half jock talk. Jocks love making up slang. 
Yeah. Like the jocks in my high school, we had like a, a day of the week where you could buy buffalo chicken sandwiches. But that was like too much. So it was like, yo, buff chicks up. Because <laughs> like jocks love shortening words and making them more casual. Or like slipping in like weird words from other languages like El Fuego. Cultural appropriation is big. Yeah, but it's like friendly cultural appropriation. Right. Oh yeah, of course. But I think of that there's course. also the thing is so, like if you're seriously into bodybuilding, that's that's kind of a lonely life. Like you spend a <laughs> in a way, being really into bodybuilding is kind of the same in terms of how you become in this mind warped social bubble as if you're like a serious video gamer. Really, bodybuilding is just Dungeons and Dragons for your body parts. It's like, oh, I have like plus 10 dexterity. My magic skills are introduced. You know, I got like pecs now. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, guys. I, I'm miring. Julia, thank you. Thank you. We are miring you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we're going to talk about something that I think is one of like the weirdest things that I've ever seen on the internet, which is a Japanese dating simulation game called Hatoful Boyfriend. Hatoful Boyfriend. Where your boyfriend is a pigeon. Yes. Well, um, uh, different kinds of birds. Right. Okay. Yes. Different kinds of birds. Yes. Um, and we actually have someone that we work with that plays this game. She's she's kind of a dating simulator expert. Kate Holderness is BuzzFeed's community growth manager and also Hatoful boyfriend enthusiast. Hello, Kate. Hi, guys. Thanks for coming in to talk with us about pigeon dating. Thanks for having <laughs> me. It's it's something I feel very passionately about. I mean, in in a larger sense, there's a whole culture of Japanese dating simulators, right? right? That's right. Like so, in Japan. They're currently kind of having a bit of a sex crisis. Japanese people are kind of smartening up and realizing that sex is not cool and they're just not having it. A lot of them kind of act out some erotic scenarios with dating simulators. In 2009, a man actually married a character from a dating simulator. Can you do that legally, do you think? I mean, I don't know the legality of it. You know, Japanese law, maybe you can you can marry like, mm -hmm. Game Boys and stuff. But this guy, he goes by Sal9000 and he married a, a character named Nene that he met in a dating simulator called Love Plus. <laughs> okay. Yeah, about 50% of the population in Japan are not having sex. And uh, when women were asked why, they were just described it as bothersome. I mean... Am I right, ladies? Fair enough. I mean, it's... It, I, I totally relate to it. And then, like, uh, the men were just saying that they didn't want to have sex because they, they thought it was just, like, too much work. Well, yeah. It's exhausting. All that moving around. What? That writhing you know? like, a, like, a, like an insect. Ugh. But... No, thank you. That's what, what doesn't I say. seem very hard to do is play a dating simulator. That's correct. Now, Kate's first of all, what does it mean? What does the what, what, what does hatoful mean? Okay, it's basically a pun on the Japanese word for pigeon, which is hato, but it also kind of means heartfelt or heartful boyfriend. So it's like a pigeonful boyfriend. Yes. That's funny that in Japanese the word for pigeon has like a positive connotation whereas, you know, we live in New York and we call them rats with wings yeah. and most people I think hate pigeons. I find them arrogant. Yeah. In general, they yeah, give me okay. a look like they've figured out a t a trick of living that I can't do. I have a thought, Ryan, that I think the pigeons are slightly more evolved than you, so maybe right. they, they recognize you as actually lesser than them. Like, that's they why can you eat garbage on the sidewalk, and they don't get weird looks when if I do it, yeah. people, like, get mad at me. Right. So what is it like dating a pigeon in a dating simulator? So these dating simulators are really, really common, and there's a whole genre of them called otome uh, dating simulators, which are targeted towards young women. And the aim is that it's basically a choose-your-own-adventure game. <laughs> 
where you end up with through different gameplays, through different ways of choosing, making decisions in the game, you end up with different characters that you meet throughout the game. Mm -hmm. So there are different routes you can play towards dating certain people or in the case of Hatopful Boyfriend, certain birds. So um, when you played it, like you open it up and you get like your choice of bird boyfriends. No, you open it up and... The premise is, is that it's your first day of school at a new school and you're a human, but you are attending a very prestigious bird university. (laughs) So this is like the top tier. This is the Harvard of bird schools. I didn't realize it was bird college. It's, no, it's high school. So it's like the Exeter. It's like the Exeter version of. Do the birds wear like prep school uniforms? No, they, they are like physically birds. They're like giant. (laughs) They're giant sentient birds. I, I have seen pictures online of like screen caps of this right. and stuff, and it's like it's a giant bird, like a human sized pigeon. Right. Is it you, terrifying. Are you a normal sized woman? You're a normal sized high school student. Okay. However, you, you live in a cave. Why? <laughs> I mean, granted, like, I mean, I don't want to shame anyone out there that might live in a cave, but why are you living in a cave? So it's a complicated game and it gets very cerebral, but there's no explanation as to why you live in a cave <laughs> um, unless, sure, okay. unless, unless you get far enough in the game and you play the right route. Now, I don't want to spoil anything, but um, what are these routes like? Like, what do you have to do to, like, move the game along? OK, so you go to your first day of school. You meet your best friend who's a pigeon, a rock dove, if you will, like a common pigeon. Oh, OK. Mm-hmm. But he's basic been pigeon. Yeah, a basic pigeon. But he's very nice. And he's been your best friend since y'all were kids or hatchlings, <laughs> mm-hmm, right? as the case may be. So you go to school, you go to your homeroom course and you meet your narcoleptic teacher who falls asleep while talking. Is it a bird? It's a bird. Okay. But you you choose different things. So you have the ability to do extracurricular activities. So you can choose music or sports. And depending, like bird soccer? Yeah. Okay. Like track and field. Okay. Um, but you don't like fly because you're a human. Right. Okay. So what what's like your favorite bird boyfriend you've encountered? Or like no Oh. So I have a soft spot for... <laughs> <laughs> I have a I have a soft spot for the homicidal doctor, like the homicidal school doctor. Wait, like the evil school nurse? Kind yes. Of? Oh, okay. Yes. I, I had one of those in elementary school. Oh, I'm yeah? pretty sure. You had like yeah. a dreamy school nurse yeah. that killed people. She would not give you Advil no matter what kind of pain you were in. Oh, oh that's, they're horrible. That's yeah. Not, that's not. I think that's like common though. I yeah. think so too. So what what other kind of boyfriends can you get? So in your first day of class in homeroom, you meet a couple different pigeons. There's your friend Ryuta, who is the regular rock dove. Okay. Um, and then there you meet another fancy tail pigeon who is French, and his music is like very like hoity-toity French music. I actually I think we have some of the music we can listen to right now. This is very romantic music. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of getting in the mood to date some birds listening to that. Like, that's getting me in the mood. I have, I have a question. Okay. How is the relationship between human and pigeon, like, consummated? <laughs> I mean, you never actually see that. Right. But, is like, you just, like, to? whisper sweet nothings to each other? Well, I mean, I feel like they, it could be, we can, you know, we're, we're full spectrum here, so it might be that they're, like pan-romantic asexual. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I can only imagine also because um, I believe birds uh, 
but they have a, a cloaca. Yeah. They don't have, they have proper genitals. Yeah. They have purpose sex and pee hole. Yeah. yeah. And poop. But so what happens? It's just like, ding, now so-and-so is your boyfriend. Well, you play through and you say, you know, like, ding, oh, um, I've got a free period. I'm going to go to the music room or I'm going to go to the library. Mm -hmm. And depending on the decisions that you make and the conversations that you have with other birds, you can get the chance to go to a festival with one of the so love you like interests. have to woo and date them. Oh, yeah. Like it's it's an actual Can they say, like, I don't like you? Yeah. Can they turn you down? Wow. Yes. Ouch. I know. Yeah, I would not want to get turned down by a pigeon. It's harsh rejection. Can we just hear a little bit more of that, like, extremely romantic pigeon-loving music? Yeah, let me pour uh, three glasses of sherry for <laughs> us, and we'll just listen to some uh, sexy bird rock. Mm. Thank you, Kate, for coming in and opening up to us about your bird dating experience. Oh, my pleasure. I'm always happy to talk about dating birds. I hope that you have a good time at the high school you're currently going to virtually. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to do a segment we call BT Dubs, uh, where our Myron producer, Julia, goes out into the real world, which also known as Meat Space. Hate the concept. We don't like it. We hate it. We fear it. There's no computers outside. It's, it's bad. not so bad, guys. It's no. really not so it's bad. It's not even a television outside. I don't care. Are you part of any internet community? On Tumblr. Uh, somewhat. No. Uh, I don't know. It's not really for me. Yes, it's like nice because we'll all like post on each other's things and like each other's stuff, but. Yeah, I guess I don't know who they are. <laughs> I feel like every time I use social media, it's like a lens where my life looks better. And it was too strange for me. People devoting their entire lives to this virtual world. It's weird, but it, I feel close with them, so... <laughs> Not at all. Maybe like Netflix. That's about it. <laughs> I would say I'm probably most honest on Twitter because my mom's not on Twitter. So our next segment is about something I know very little about because, um, according to my doctor, I do not have a menstrual cycle. I'm not surprised by yeah, that. Yeah, I, I did some tests. I don't have one. But there are apps that women use to track their menstrual cycle. Right. There's a ton of these apps. It's like a Fitbit for down there. Right. Yeah. And there's a, there's a popular app called Glow. And I started using it to just track my period. And I noticed that this app has really amazing forums. Forums. Okay, like people are shooting the shit about their period tracker. Right. And people are using it to ask all sorts of questions about, you know, trying to conceive or various situations with periods and now, are pregnancy. They, are they good forums or are we talking like Yahoo Answers? It's a mix. Okay. I always find it fascinating when you get an internet community like this app that is full of people who aren't probably super internet-y users and in other places. I think for a lot of this, it's women who are not, you know, they're not on Reddit. They're not on other stuff. They're use This is the one place where they're using this app and they're sort of anonymously wanting to talk to other women who are also trying to conceive or right. have questions about their period or other sexual wellness issues. It's bringing in people who probably have never socialized on the internet in a big way before. Right. And you're also getting some great teenagers. Oh, okay. So I'm going to read you one that I found the other day that is amazing. Okay. Okay. 
it, the, the headline, it starts off with, please no rude comments, which you know. <laughs> There's going to be rude comments. Yeah. <laughs> I'm being honest on this. My parents already know what I did. Hey, I am Lacey and I'm 14 years old and I'm always worried about something. Lol. And then two little emojis <laughs> with the crying eyes. But anyways, like I was saying, I am worried that I'm pregnant because I look pregnant and all a guy did was finger me. Yes, my dad already knows, so don't freak out because he read my text messages. No. But I start my period next week, and I've been having pains in my right and left side, IDKY. Is my period coming or something else? And do I just have a little bulge or am I fat? I'm so worried. Please don't be rude. P.S. I also take birth control due to irregular periods. Oh and then she, then she posted a bunch of photos of her stomach to show Get that she's like out. slightly bloated. But I want to I want to go back to the most important part here. Yes, okay. Okay. I am worried that I am pregnant because I look pregnant and all a guy did was finger me. Mm. Okay? This poor girl She has... did not have sex. She only got <sighs> fingered and she thinks she's pregnant. She's like a girl with probably some gas and she told their dad is probably already yelling at her about <laughs> the fingering thing. I mean, here's what I think about this: is that this is this is a clear case in which sex education needs to be taught in the schools because this girl is 14. She should know literally how babies are made. She's she's able to get into a PG-13 movie, and there are racy themes in those movies. She should know what sex is. Yeah, but I realize that she's not alone in this common fallacy among teenagers because I noticed that. Other people in the forums were asking the same question. No. Uh, and, and here's a, a completely different girl who asked, can you get pregnant if a guy fingers you? So this is like a thing that teenagers think. They think that fingering can lead to babies. You know who I blame? Who? Zach Braff. <laughs> no, you're, you laugh. But there's an episode <laughs> in Scrubs where Zach Braff gets his girlfriend pregnant by fingering her because he accidentally finishes too early on his fingers and then basically artificially inseminates her by accident. Oh. Scrubs, once again, is responsible for ruining the youth of America. Yeah. Oh, boy. First Garden State, and now that. Well, here's another one that's a little confusing as well. About okay. This is like another teenager who's really panicked. The subject line is just pregnant? Question mark? <laughs> <laughs> My boyfriend and I wanted to try something kinky. I guess you could call it that. Uh -oh. Dot, dot, dot. He heard something about having sex with a glove as a condom. Uh-oh. No, no. We, we had sex the day before my period is about to start. I've, I've had some craps. I think that she means cramps. It could be period poop, too, because I've heard that's a thing. Um, I've had some craps. Uh, and I've always been on time 21 days in between. He did check the glove. No holes. What kind of glove? I don't... Okay. Is it like a snow glove or is it like a latex glove? So... I have so many questions about this because I believe that what has happened is that the boyfriend used a latex glove as a condom, which like, A, I can't figure out how that even works. Like, it did, I have, I, I'm exasperated even thinking about this. So what's also very confusing about this is where he came up with the idea that this is like a thing that people do, because this, this is not a no. thing that people do. That's Wouldn't not that a thing. Wouldn't that hurt both of them like a lot? 
Well, it's because, you know, those gloves have like sort of powder in them. Oh, like, you're thinking would... about that? I'm thinking of like a dish glove. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of like a, like doing the dishes yellow glove. No, I'm thinking of like like a medical latex glove. Okay, so maybe that make those things are not very sturdy. I just do a trash bag with a rubber band. That's what I use. But I think that, <laughs> I think that he, the boyfriend might have been vaguely aware that latex gloves are used in some sort of kinky sex, but... Oh, I no. think he yeah. misunderstood oh. Oh, what acts they're supposedly used for. <laughs> oh, no. And so they're not used for putting on your penis when you're just going to put your penis into a <laughs> yeah. vagina. They're used for putting on your hands when you're going to put your whole hand into a butthole. Yeah, like I <laughs> wear latex gloves when I touch any person because I am a pervert. Right. Like that's just what I do. But like latex gloves are sort of used yeah. very specifically for fisting, fisting. an ass. Yeah. Like you fist so an ass. So he's like, oh, I'm going to do something a little kinky. I'm gonna <laughs> do I know that latex <laughs> gloves are in kinky sex. I'm just going to put it on my penis. <laughs> like... This kid was like, oh, people must use latex gloves for sex. I'll put my dick in it. The, mi- the, the miscommunication is so vast. I mean, I just, I also, you know, this girl is obviously very concerned about unwanted pregnancies, yet she is acting with sort of DIY condoms, which you should not DIY a condom. Yeah, just like pop a <laughs> Snickers mini out, flip the wrapper inside out, and just go. Like, you a don't Snickers do that. Mini. A mini or a fun size? You're a teenager, so you know, I don't know. If this is your comment, please call us. (laughs) We're not going to judge you. Yeah. I just need to know how this works because it sounds cool and I want to try it. It could be a hot new thing. Also, if you have any questions about how babies are actually made, feel free to ask us, internetexplorer at buzzfeed.com. I don't want to give too much of a spoiler alert, but it involves a sperm and an egg. Yes. Um, that's how babies are made. That's that's pretty much the only way. Well, I guess you could do like a laboratory thing. I've read that you don't even need sperm anymore. Oh, thank God we can get rid of men. I know. I know. I've <laughs> been waiting for this day. All right. Moving on from that whole thing. Uh, I want to give a special Follow Friday segment to my favorite community on YouTube. Oh, who yeah. are they, Ryan? They're called Cybergoths. Oh. Uh, and if you're not familiar, Cybergoths are a subgenre of goth, mm-hmm. who um, I think there's no question about it, goths are the coolest thing you can be. Oh, for sure. So Cybergoths are a special form of goth. Um, they're described as typically uh, a form of goth where you wear neon colors, which is different than normal goths. Mm-hmm. You wear lots of industrial kind of style clothing, maybe some PVC piping. How do you wear PVC piping? Like as decoration, like okay. just pipes coming out of you. Right. Boots, uh, you dance, but not to goth music. It's no. not like... It's... <laughs> it's like if you took the EDM culture of the 90s uh-huh. and you combined it with like anime cosplay right and like steampunk so it's got that sort of like 90s raver neon candy raver kind of look but also mixed with goth yeah right? it's it's like you're goth but you live in the future and uh-huh. that future happens to involve like doing a lot of research chemicals in Norway what do you mean by research chemicals like um say you get your hands on some powder that makes you hallucinate <laughs> and you snort <laughs> as that as one does yeah as one does you know uh, maybe some 5 HTP mm-hmm. something like that Ketamine, Molly. You know what I feel sort of sad about the cyber goths? Is now keep that... this positive. This is a fall Friday. Okay. So we're promoting the cyber goth lifestyle. Well, I love the cyber goth lifestyle. Okay, cool. Keep it positive. But 
I feel like cyber goth as a genre sort of came about when this look of being like, whoa, I'm a cyberpunk, I'm into fluorescent fake dreads right. was like the cutting edge of the most internet-y you could look. Yeah, like you're about to hack into like right. a computer. Yeah. Yeah. But that's like from at least 10 years ago, probably like 15 years ago, that look, like that concept of what a hacker looks like is from 99. So like this is someone who is furiously trying to exploit the Y2K bug. Yeah, like the cyber goths are ready for the Y2K bug. And they're going to dance through the apocalypse. Right. I want to be really cool in the Cybergoth community. I want to be the Chris Hardwick of Cybergoths. <laughs> I want to I be the nerdist podcast for Cybergoths. This podcast. All right. So, all right. And to play us out, here's a little makeup tutorial for any of you out there that want to uh, expand your personal brand into Cybergoth. This is how to make yourself look like a Cybergoth. So I usually do a little drawing in the middle between my brows. And yeah, also always just create something as I go along and then usually combine some dots with some lines. Oh yeah, this is this is actually me doing my makeup this morning. Oh yeah, K Katie, I, I love your gas mask. Thank you, thank <laughs> I you. Think it's really fitting. Alright, cyber goths and period trackers, this is Internet Explorer, a podcast brought to you by BuzzFeed.com. I'm Ryan Broderick. I'm Katie Natopoulos. Thanks for listening. Internet Explorer is expertly done by me and Katie and um, kind of just cobbled together by Jenna Weiss-Berman and Julia Furlong. Yeah, you know, frankly, they're a bunch of amateurs, and I'm kind of getting a little sick of carrying the weight around. I um, think that we are Picasso's painting the Sistine Chapel, right. and they are the king of I France would, or whatever. No, however it I would say more that uh, they're like the little servant who gets us new water to refresh our brushes with. Yes. I no, wanna... we're painting the chapel. Yeah, like a nice no, meat it's where your disgusting fleshy meat husk. You lives. noob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>